A little Rihanna. A little Kanye West. Yee. Leading off this Thursday edition of LeVac and Gaz. One more time. We open with a classic from Riri and Yee on this Thursday because in rare fashion, the first voice you hear today is my voice, Gaz. On LeVac and Gaz, usually you hear LeVac leading this thing off, but we open with that theme of all of the lights because my partner, the dulcet tones of one Jeffrey Allen LeVac is not in studio, the GT Toys studio. Toys with the Z. Go out and support our friends over at GT Toys. He's not in studio today. He's not a... We don't think he's going to be a part of today's show, but he could because truly today on a Thursday in the middle of November in 2023 might be a full circle moment for Capital Region sports fans. Think about what the last six months have been. And it's fun to have this conversation, not stressful, not mean or depressing or disappointing that. Six months has been an odd time in the Capital Region sports history. Because think about what's happening today. On November 16, 2023, the Capital Region, a professional sports team, is being represented in the Big Apple, in New York City, in Times Square, as the Arena Football League is back. Now, look, as somebody who didn't grow up in the Capital Region, I will fully admit I didn't understand the impact and the history of arena football. When I moved here to the 518 from Central New York, I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. Hey, back in the 90s, the Albany Firebirds were a big deal. They had a game on national television. They won the championship. Oh, that seems like a really cool thing. I got to be one of the few lucky and fortunate media members from the ground floor of this is coming back in the 2010 decade. Albany is going to get a team back in the Albany Empire. They're going to have this be a team that knows how to do it in a city that has a following. And we all together watched it come together, the Albany Empire, the new version of a successful arena football league and a successful arena football franchise. Now, whether it was part of the arena football league the last time the confetti fell and it was Albany and Capital Region sports fans celebrating a championship, or it was that odd time in COVID and the bankruptcy and then the team coming back and winning the NAL. And being, as I like to call it, the lineal indoor football champion, then 2023 came. That's right. You can look at your calendar right now. It still says 2023. From the last six months of, my God, LeVac being the team president, to an all-pro wide receiver named Antonio Brown coming to town and people celebrating because his father, a legend in touchdown, Eddie Brown, the connection. The money, the marketing, the social media buzz, the clip going viral of highlights from Empire players and what could be the future of this city when it comes to being the face of indoor football. My, oh my, how things have changed over the last six months. If for some reason you've been under a rock or you've been somewhere with Aaron Rodgers in a dark chamber, the thing didn't work out with Antonio Brown. Far less because of anything involving LeVac or the owner, Mike Corda, or then-team president, Matt Woods, or any, Damon Ware, anything, Tom Anas, anybody. You can find and give people clicks on what happened involving Antonio Brown the past few months, but it ended. And the NAL teams broke apart, including the Orlando Predators and more. And now we sit here in mid-November with the Arena Football League back. Let me say that one more time. The Arena 
Football League back. A league that has history. New owners, new members, new executive board and more. That it's not just four teams like we've seen recently. It's not just six teams, which, look, it was indoor football. And if you were a young fan, you might have not noticed who came to the home and the away games. Go look at some of the cities that have been added. Since the Arena Football League was rumored to be coming back more and more and more, not just cities, but big-time markets have been added. Philadelphia's in the mix. Teams that maybe you didn't think were going to be in the mix are back from states like Minnesota and Georgia and more. And right now, at WOFX 980, we've got the schedule up. Just moments ago, we've got a release. I could run through the schedule. I might save it. I'll shoot my buddy Levac a text here before the end of the hour and see if he'll give us more information on what's going on. But I want Capital Region sports fans to understand the significance of today. Because we we could have opened today's show talking about the Jets, and I'm sure we'll get to the Jets a little bit later, but the Jets stink right now. I could have opened today's show talking about the New York Giants. Giant fan, you also stink right now. And we got a whole show coming up on Friday. We'll talk football. We got a whole Sunday show. We hope you join us 11-1 at Rivers Casino Resort. This is, look, I could have given you a million, hell, a billion dollars to tell me, guys, when you and LeVac go back to terrestrial radio on May 1st, 2023, in six and a half months, what do you think that show one week before Thanksgiving is going to be talking about? I would have told you the Jets, Giants, and Bills battling for a division championship. What the seeding is going to look like. Is Josh Allen an MVP candidate? Is Aaron Rodgers going to actually do this and get the Jets to the Super Bowl? Is Brian Dayball one of the best young coaches in the history of the NFL? That would have been my prediction on what we were talking about on this show. I would have probably guessed eight months ago that the NAL and the Indoor Football League had combined to create the Arena Football League. But no, the Giants stink. The Jets are a little bit better. The Bills have not played this bad in a long time. And the Arena Football League is back. And Albany is one of the marquee teams that is featured. And their schedule features cities, including Philadelphia, Minnesota's technically a state. I mean, they are a state, right? Minnesota, Nashville, Billings, heading out to one of the Dakotas, Iowa. This is incredible what's happening today. That it went from, will arena football or indoor football, and I know Coach Ware is going to give me grief because I know he'll explain as this year goes on the difference between indoor football and arena football of how that comes together and what the true differences are to Today, the Capital Region being spotlighted in Times Square with the release of Arena Football with 20-plus teams scheduled to be back in 2024. I know the most important thing people want to talk about is dates and times and all that stuff. All that information will continue to come out. The East Division, the East Division, which is listed as Philadelphia and Albany and Minnesota and Nashville and how that's going to happen. Wow. It's come full circle. The negativity, the this will never work again. Antonio Brown's ruined it. I'll never go to another game. It's a whole new era today. Now, there's going to be two sides where you can take on this for Capital Region Sports. There's two ways you can go. You can go over here in negative land and fire up a comment on Facebook and say, this is going to fail. 
the Albany relocators. Uh, you could be that guy. I see him every single time. I've seen it every single time since the Empire came back, since the Firebirds were announced. I see him. And if you want to have that attitude, okay, that's how you want to go through life, negative, rooting against your businesses to succeed locally, losing a potential team, and then just giving up on any other team for the future. It's a bizarre way to live life, and I've said it multiple times before. No other New York market has an attitude like that. Buffalo doesn't treat teams like that. Syracuse, Rochester, Ithaca, Cortland, Geneva. Nobody else acts like that when a home he wants to. So you could be that negative person and fire off the social media comments and start trashing the Firebirds right now. Or you can be what I hope is going to be the next few months and understand what's happening right now. That the Albany Firebirds are back as a franchise. The executives who have run this team have won championships before. The players that are on this roster already are some of the best arena football players in the country. And then all of a sudden when they play Philadelphia, when they play Nashville, when they play Iowa, when they take the road trips, when they are talked about across the country, that this team that's going to take the field this spring is representing you, a Capital Region sports fan, that you get to root for a local team on a professional level that's going to be new and exciting and different. We talk a lot on the show about hope, that if a team is struggling, you hope for hope for the future, whether it's a young prospect, whether it's a draft pick, that something gets you excited for the future that you're just not going to give up on this. What else do you want the Firebirds to give you right now? Like If you've been negative about the Empire in the past and Antonio Brown and all that stuff, okay, you could have that take. But if you just want to be stubborn and I can't change your opinion, then just go. But think about what's happened over the last six months and where we sit today. That if you wanted to trash Antonio Brown and trash him, gone. There's no more Antonio Brown. If you didn't like whatever reason the Empire, because you were such a diehard Firebird fan and you didn't want another team even in Albany, the Empire's not here either. If you didn't like that there were six teams or four teams, you wanted more competition. That's gone too. It's giving you everything you want right now. A national overall look at arena football. The name arena football. The franchise that's the most popular and won championships. An ownership group that knows what it's doing and has won championships. Players that are veterans who have had success in this sport. And now New York City is featuring the Capital Region today. Down in the Big Apple. This is everything a Capital Region sports fan would want. Now, I know there's one other thing. I didn't say that. I say this is everything a Capital Region sports fan would want, but there is one big thing, and that's still winning. You know, we can have all this hype around. It's always the question that's hovered around the Empire over the last few to five years of, hey, so, like, what if they're not winning? What if they just go 500? Are the fans still going to come out? Has the bar been set so high involving Albany Arena football from the number one scene when the Empire came back to a championship when the Empire came back to COVID to back-to-back championships. So three of the four years they've won a title and the other year they didn't was year one where they're an expansion team, true, and were the number one seed. How high are the expectations now? That's intriguing. That's not scary. That's not something you don't want to dive into. If you live 
in the capital region and you've got relatives who might be visiting over the next few weeks and you want to brag to them saying, hey, have you heard about the Arena Football League? You know, like Albany's got the best arena football team, right? Wait, what? And you give them all those stats. Hey, it's coming back this April, this May, this June. You want to go to a game? You want to see something different? You want to see a style of football you've never seen before? All that can be true, man. I'm thrilled for today because I saw it. You saw it. You heard it. You watched it. You listened to it. The chaos, the drama, every single day with a goofy video and people not getting paid and the Gazette and the Times Union featuring stories about the negativity. And now six months later, not six years later, not three years later, not a decade, six months later, we sit here on a Thursday and the Firebirds are back. Arena football is back. The Capital Region is focused. The team gets ready to kick off. The schedule's been released. The players are there. The coaches show is set. It feels like it hasn't missed a beat. Now, I'm giving my guy Levesque a lot of credit today, and I would have done the same thing if he was sitting in that chair that I'm looking at across in the studio. I would have said the same thing, and I don't even know if I'm going to have enough time to give him 13 or 14 minutes over the phone to give him that type of term he loves, the flowers on the phone today of what's happened. Look, he's in a team president role. He'll say there's a lot left to go before kickoff. But when we look back on the calendar in 2023, we're going to say what day stood out to you. And hell, I get to see it on our digital side of, Oh, this is when Antonio Brown made a headline. This is when the Empire were back in the news. Empire fans and indoor football fans, AFL fans, I see your passion digitally all the time when I see our podcast numbers. I see our streaming numbers. I'm excited to see today's. Can't wait to show those to the bosses of how well this is done. And this is just day one of the next era of college, indoor, professional, capital region football improving. You Albany this weekend's a one win away from going back to the FCS playoffs. Union got picked as an at-large team to represent Division Three, which is, I hope people understand how difficult that is to get an at-large bid out of the Liberty League. They did it. And now the Firebirds are back. What an awesome day it is. And if you want to see more, again, the Firebirds on social media, follow them. Looking forward to building that relationship with them and celebrating today what it means that Ding dong, the witch is dead. A new era is here. Antonio Brown is no more. And the Capital Region gets back to focus on hopefully winning some championships this upcoming season. We'll have more on the way for you for sure. If you want to connect and be a part of the show, you want to sound off and let your opinion be known, you can connect with me on Twitter today, at Tom Goss. T-O-M-G-O is easy. The iHeart app is always open to you. So who knows? Maybe we'll pull a clip from the iHeart app. Just hit that microphone. That talkback feature will let your opinion be heard on our talkback feature on the iHeart app as well. But... Before we head to break, we got to tell you about our friends over at USX Pest Control. Thanksgiving, Christmas, I got a sock party coming up. All these fun things that happen during the holiday season. You might be having friends and family members, in-laws and more coming over to your place. You want to make sure it is safe. You want to make sure you don't see that weird pest rolling around your home. The way you make sure those are not going to be there is by calling our friends at USX Pest Control. Tim and Frank came to our homes. They stopped in. Tim came first at our gods. Let's inspect the home. Let's check out what's going on. Here's some problem spots. Here's some spots that look good. Let's set up this plan and see what it looks like a month from now. And then Frank stops over. See how's the plan developing. Maybe we need a little bit more here. Maybe a little bit more there. This is a dangerous spot here. Some of these things that they tell me, I've lived in my home for a few years now. I would not have even realized this. It wasn't for the staff at USX Pest Control. And look, it's not an admission of you not knowing your home. It's you get busy. 
You have other things going on on the list of priorities, especially in the holiday season, of what you need to take care of. Where's your home? USX Pest Control comes over for that free inspection, and then they set the game plan for you going forward for the seasons changing to come. It is USX Pest Control. We got more Levant guys on the way. You're listening right here on Fox Sports 95.9 980. Hey, sports fans, this is former NBA referee Tim Donaghy. You've seen my feature film Inside Game and my docuseries Operation Flagrant Foul on Netflix. I'm red hot, documented 27-5 last three weeks. That's 84% winners. Tonight is confirmed. Oklahoma City, Golden State is a lock. Free on the recorded message line. Call 1-800-638-3411. Plus, two best bets in college hoops. Go 3-0 free on the recorded message. Call 1-800-638-3411. No hype, just winning information. Oklahoma City, Golden State is huge. Call 1-800-638-3411. It starts right now on the recorded message line. Call me, Tim Donaghy, 800-638-3411. Sweep the board. Go 3-0 where the season's free. Call 1-800-638-3411 or go to timdonaghysports.com. So I have been in the operating room most of my career watching people have orthopedic surgery, watching people get knees replaced, hips replaced, shoulders fixed, and I knew there had to be a better way. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director for QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in non-invasive regenerative treatments for pain relief. I see so many people who could have been helped before they got to the operating room if only they had known about regenerative medicine. QC Kinetics, a natural alternative that uses your body's own healing properties to help restore and repair damaged joint tissue, providing long-lasting relief without drugs, surgery, or downtime. Well, it feels great when I do get to see somebody who we help, who I know I kept out of the operating room. It's amazing how we change people's lives without surgery. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 838-900-3360. That's 838-900-3360. 838-900-3360. Hello, it's LeVac and Gaz, and one of my absolute favorite ways to beat Gaz is back. Fantasy versus reality, thanks to our good friends at Hooters. I'm giving you three fantasy football plays that are going to beat their projections. LeVac's giving you the three wagers you need for the NFL weekend. It's thanks to our friends under the orange roof on Wolf Road. It's Hooters, the best place to watch NFL action all football season long. 70 Wolf Road Hooters is kind of like the mixture of fantasy and reality. Reality, great food, fantasy. Hello, Hooters girls. Fantasy versus reality after top four and four every Friday right here on LeVac and Goss. When you wake up well-rested on a great mattress, everything becomes clear. My life coach has a terrible life. Things you missed when you were tired finally reveal themselves. My passport is in the pocket of the duffel bag I took to Mexico. It's the Black Friday sale at Mattress Firm. Get a king bed for a queen price and save up to $700 on Sealy. Plus get a free adjustable base with select mattresses. And if you see a better price, we'll match it. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Restrictions apply. See store or website for details. These days, high prices are forcing Americans to make hard decisions. Do I buy the toothpaste or the toilet paper? We have a better way. Inflation compensation. A $1,000 price bust in price. Be listening for your shot to win a grand. Hey, it's Goss here for Mohawk Honda. If you're looking for a new ride, a new vehicle, your place you need to go is Mohawk Honda. I know from experience, my pilot, I'm driving around the Capital Region. 
thanks to my friends at Mohawk Honda. Shout out to my guy, Cam McKenna. That's who I worked with in my vehicle. Now, you can work with the friendly staff at Mohawk Honda as well. 2024s are in. So if you've been kind of eyeing that up, thinking about it, this is the way to celebrate the holidays. Get yourself a new ride and work with people you trust during the car buying experience. Greg Johnson, Lindsey Harridan, everybody over there. Brian McKenna, our guy Kirk, Ben, and Nick, and Nate on social. There's so many. John Lucas, man, I know his Giants are struggling. VIP man, I could run through the list of people Mohawk Honda. That's the type of relationship I've built with the staff over there. I want you to have that same relationship as well. I want to have somebody come back to me, and I've had people do this, to say, Hey, this is the second time I'm going back to Mohawk Honda. Thank you for that recommendation. It makes my life so much easier. So many horror stories. People don't want to even buy a ride. Don't even want to get a vehicle because they don't want to go back on the lot. They're nervous that the person's going to pull something on them, that the price. You don't have to worry about that at Mohawk Honda. It's people that you can trust during the car buying experience. I know firsthand, I love my pilot. I want you to have the bragging rights. It's the best vehicle you've ever had in your life. Whatever you're looking for, you can find it today at Mohawk Honda where they always go out of their way to please you. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Gaz riding solo with you today. We'll find out if LeVac's going to make an appearance here in the next half hour or so. The text has gone through. Hey, if you want to join us at 345, we'll find out who's right. I told him on yesterday's show, I said, you know you're not going to be on the show. Oh, guys, I don't want to. Oh, just say you don't want me on. You're kind of busy. You got some stuff going on. So we'll find out if we'll get more news from the Big Apple again. If you missed the news, you missed the top of the show today. The Albany Firebirds featured in Times Square today. Arena football officially back in the 518. If you needed any more confirmation, how about a nice old sign and billboard in the city that never sleeps today? The official Arena Football League schedule was out. You want to check that out. It's right now up on Twitter at WOFX980. I got this tweet today. From our guy, Dan. Shout out to Boston, Dan. And he pointed this tweet out to me. And it's had me thinking about this all day long. The difference we can look at between New York sports fan, Boston sports fan. We'll be covering some New England sports a little bit later when our guy, Brady Farkas, Shen's own, as I always like to say, will be joining this show. New York sports fan, Boston sports fan, and maybe any other sports fan. And what I mean by it is this. Let's start with the Jets because the Jets make it so much easier to figure out. We've been battling back and forth all fall long about two things. One, Zach Wilson and why he is playing still because he's been awful, terrible, not good, can't score. We get it. We've done the Zach Wilson. We've played that note a few times. And Aaron Rodgers. The idea that he's even coming back. I'm not even going to do it because I'm sure this will be One of many times he did it a few times this week already. But think, New York wants one of those guys to be the guy, and that's Aaron Rodgers. But New York has already given up on Zach Wilson, and I don't blame him because he hasn't been good. New York gave up on Daniel Jones before he even took a snap, and hell, I'm in a part of that group. Daniel Jones wasn't a top-four quarterback in the ACC, but he was the second-best quarterback in all of college football. That was Dave Gettleman's rationale for drafting the former Duke Blue Devil so high so many NFL drafts ago. But New York sports fan is quick to criticize and wants a change because the expectation is always to win. And there are a lot of teams in New York who have won. The Giants have won multiple Super Bowls. We know what the Yankees have done. 
Hell, the Islanders had an all-time great dynasty in hockey history. There have been other franchises that haven't won, and maybe if I haven't listed your name, you're not on the list. That felt like a teacher thing very much. Like, if I haven't called your name, you have to improve. Feels like you guys just got cut from a local high school team with that reference by me. But New York's expectation is to win, and they have won, but very quick to criticize. What I noticed about Dan's tweet is that Boston isn't like that. Boston wants something changed now, now. I don't like it now, now. Change it, change it. Even if it's good, even if it's good. Now, doing this is a job for most of my adult life. I've put this in a little different category. There's one part of me that feels like there's a little bit of theater to it. There's a little bit of, I know in the Boston market, it's very competitive in the sports talk world with legendary stations that the most outrageous thing that I can say will be the thing that someone talks about. It's going to be less about box scores and more about big headlines. Oh, the Red Sox can't break the curse. Fire Grady Little. Why? Because he left Pedro in. The Hall of Famer? Okay, I, I guess. Whoever wins the Red Sox a World Series will have a statue. He will be a legend in Boston forever. Didn't they fire Terry Francona because of that whole controversy with chicken and beer and everything else? How often have the Red Sox managers who actually won World Series in the history of the franchise got to go out on their own terms? Think about how wild of a statement that is. The most cursed franchise in my life, not named the Chicago Cubs. I can't tell you a manager who left on his own terms, even when they won the World Series. Same thing happened with Madden in Chicago. So automatically, New England wants change. They want things different. They don't want it. And Tom Brady was feeling heat his final few seasons in New England. New England Patriot fan was done with Brady. He got old. It was time to move on. He wasn't the player. Tampa Bay took him. And I was very happy with that decision as a Buccaneer fan because I got some Super Bowl gear out of it and joined it as a fan. But then I thought about anything else involving the Patriots now with Bill Belichick. That Patriot fan is done with Belichick. Has to get moved. And then it was this. Joe Giza via Boston Dan on Twitter. Quote, Greg Popovich led the Spurs to five NBA championships. The last championship coming in 2014. He's had six straight losing seasons. And right now San Antonio's three and eight. Does he get the same kind of heat that Bill Belichick's getting and I'm just not aware of it? It's a fantastic point. Greg Popovich, like Bill Belichick, can be argued as the greatest coach in his profession ever. We could make a list of your best NBA coaches ever and best NFL coaches, but for the sake of this conversation, let's just both say they're number one. What's the difference? What is the difference? Think about this. Like, I've been rallying that the biggest difference for the Patriots in comparison to other teams who build dynasties is money. We saw it with the 98 Bulls, a little cross-sport comparison like I always do on this type of discussion, that they spent a ton of money on Jordan. Jordan was making more on that team than the entire Bulls team roster combined. Jordan was so valuable to the NBA that when he retired in 98, the league went to a lockout in 99 to figure out contracts. So the Patriots never had that as an excuse. But Popovich and the Spurs stunk. 
I don't even want to call San Antonio a smaller market that they're just grateful they had Popovich. They're still passionate sports fans in San Antonio. They won multiple championships with Pop. Do you think when they stunk, the San Antonio fans were like, well, at least we won in 99. At least we won in the mid-2000s. The Popovich thing can be cited back to Kawhi Leonard a lot. They had a plan for the future in San Antonio. And then the claw turned into something else. And San Antonio's future was off. But never once have I heard until today anyone question whether or not Greg Popovich should be fired as the Spurs head coach. I've heard people say he might step aside. I know there were the things off the court that were happening in his personal life and family and more. So there was talks that Popovich might step away. And hell, let's not forget that Popovich, in similar fashion to Bill Belichick, has a managerial mind. How many younger sports fans remember that the reason Greg Popovich is the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs is because he hired himself for the job after they got Tim Duncan. Go look that up, younger sports fans. So no heat on Popovich. But the moment Bill Belichick has a bad season or a struggling post-Tom Brady, New England sports fan and Boston sports fan wants him fired. Gone. Who cares about the Super Bowls you won? You can't win with Macaroni Jones. Thought about this the other day, too, with Matt Campbell. If you're listening to our guy, Colin Cowherd, ahead of us, Cowherd had Joe Klatt on. I think it's the best thing we do here on Fox Sports 95, 9 to 980. That's not on from 3 to 5. It's that weekly interview with Joe Klatt, the college football insider, and Joe Klatt mentioned that Matt Campbell's a great example of this, that Matt Campbell, for these coaches that are at smaller schools, cash in when they can cash in. And if they don't, they don't get talked about anymore. Campbell was the can't-miss coach at Iowa State, And now people don't even mention him in these conversations with Texas A&M and other openings in Mississippi State. It's crazy to think how different things are when you look market to market to market. I saw an article today on Barrett Sports Media. I'll give him a shout out because I know he's a Hudson Valley Poughkeepsie guy. So shout out to Jason Barrett. I believe he actually used to work in this building for our sister station picks at one point. Jason had a conversation up today about how down in Pittsburgh, The Pittsburgh locals think Mike Tomlin's overrated. Who? Like, nobody else thinks that. Nobody else thinks Mike Tomlin's overrated. Unless you're a Pittsburgh fan that, I want to say suffered with Mike Tomlin, but maybe your suffering's far different. Or you are just going for the pop on a morning show in Pittsburgh. Nobody thinks that. Nobody in San Antonio thinks Popovich should go. But in Boston and New York, whether it's loud, whether it's headlines, whether it's easy content, however we want to frame it, there is a different world when it comes to these markets. The Bill Belichick thing blows me away. Like Diana Rossini, I don't want to pick on Diana Rossini today, but she works for, I believe, for The Athletic now. Diana Rossini was one of many reporters now to hop on this that Belichick's going to get traded. I'm not even doubting that. Or Belichick's going to part. The season's not over. The Patriots and Bill Belichick plan on parting ways at the end of the season. They got eight weeks left. Like, the Raiders dump McDaniels. He's gone. I just mentioned the coaches in college that are gone. If you think it's going to end, then why not end it now? Because things aren't going to get better for New England. New England and New York next week is the battle for Caleb Williams. There's a chance that Bill Belichick's going to get the quarterback that he wants in New England. Now, whether people should trust Belichick's judgment on drafting a quarterback, as I mentioned yesterday... I think it should be a realistic conversation. 
Garoppolo was good at a time, but he was the backup for a long time. Would Garoppolo have been the next Brady? He helped the Niners get to a Super Bowl, but Garoppolo, when he signed with San Francisco, was it because of the belief in Bill Belichick that the Niners made him the highest-paid quarterback at that time in the history of the NFL? Or was he actually that good? I'm not saying Garoppolo should have anywhere been close to being the highest-paid quarterback in the history of the NFL, but maybe Belichick's rub got him there. So it would have been Garoppolo leading the Patriots? Does Belichick do something wild and not draft Caleb Williams or Drake May and just all of a sudden fires off a pick for Jaden Daniels? Shador Sanders does something that nobody like Kuyper McShay or any of these mock draft guys want? It's possible. But to think that now it's over for New England because Macaroni Jones can't play and that the Boston media wants him gone, it frustrates me as both a sports fan and a sports host. Because what happens with the dude after Belichick? This guy won multiple Super Bowls, arguably the greatest coach ever. Did he ever have a chance to succeed in Boston, whoever follows Belichick? What about the guy who followed Brady? Oh, we're watching that happen right now. That Mac Jones isn't very good, and everyone wants him to be the third stringer now and never be on the roster. What happens to the coach post-World Series championship in the Red Sox? Oh, we saw that happen. Like, New York and Boston are so different because New York expects to win, and Boston expects to change as soon as possible. And maybe those two markets stand on their own when it comes to these things that we're talking about today. Changing, wanting something different, wanting something else. That's what the New York market looks like. One other thing on the New York market, by the way, it's Gaz filling in for LeVac and Gaz. Yeah, I like how I set that up. Just Gaz in for Gaz today here on Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980. Uh, let's continue that jet conversation here, though. Does it still confuse everybody? That Trevor Simeon's not the quarterback this week. I get if you don't want Tim Boyle as the quarterback and why he's on the roster. I haven't heard a good answer from anybody yet. But why did they sign Trevor Simeon if he's not going to play ever? It's amazing to think about what Zach Wilson can do to keep his job. Now, Zach Wilson was fine in the most recent game for the Jets. He didn't blow the game. He wasn't the worst part of the game. They didn't win. But what's it going to take? It's amazing to think about that, that we're going to look back two or three years from now and just be questioning still, why did the Jets not bench Zach Wilson? You probably, where you work, have somebody like this, though. What's it going to take to get fired? What is this person who I work with every single day going to have to do to no longer work here? Now, the working world, especially for bigger companies, hell, I'm sure this is happening for medium companies, whether it's the service industry, whether it's the sales department, whether it's the education world. Things have changed post-COVID. People have become more independent business owners. People have set their own hours, have gone on their own ways to create income, where always working for the man is no longer a thing post-COVID. But no matter what you do, you have to have somebody you work with where you question every day, how is this person still employed? You do know the answer, though. Well, it's going to take a long time to fill that position. Well, if they don't do it, then somebody else is going to have to do it, and we just can't because we have so many few people here. They're the boss's nephew or niece. So what's the answer for Zach Wilson? Oh, he was a first-round pick? 
I mean, we've seen first-round picks get benched. We literally just talked about Mac Jones. That can't be it. That Aaron Rodgers' ego would be hurt if Trevor Simeon ever took the field and was good. Doesn't Rodgers allegedly want to come back and play? Simeon could help you win a few more games. It still doesn't make sense of why Zach Wilson hasn't hit the bench. I'm waiting for a report to come out. Is any Jet fan actually thinking that Wilson should continue to play? Because now the Jets aren't even in the conversation for another pick, and I don't think that the goal is to get a quarterback. Like, they're not going to get a quarterback. They're not going to pull a Jordan Love. They can't. Because Rodgers would have to fit about that, too. Imagine if the Jets did do that in the second round. They drafted uh, somebody. Uh, Penix. Let's say, we probably won't get to the second round. But, hey, this is our future. No longer Zach. It's Penix. Oh, man. Would Rodgers have a... A meltdown like he sort of did in Green Bay, at least reported. By the way, he might not have been wrong about that meltdown, about how poor Jordan Love has looked early on. The question still sits out there. How is Zach Wilson on the field? He's starting. Get ready. Zach Wilson, more of that Jet fans coming up and what the future could be for him going forward for this team. It is LeVac and Goss here on Fox Sports 95.9 in 980. I got my day started today with an orange slice thanks to our friends at C4. Look, with the holiday season just around the corner, C4 is going to give you that boost that you need. Maybe you're hitting that long road trip. Maybe you're heading to New England. Maybe you're heading out of state. How are you going to stay up for that long road trip? C4 will give you that boost that you need, whatever it is, whether it's at night or in the morning. It always tastes great, which is the best part about C4. You know you've had those bad energy drinks. You've had those terrible coffees. C4, every flavor. I was texting with our guy, Brian Mariano, the closer, about all the great flavors that we had. And he got a little confused by the flavors. I didn't correct him, but uh, orange slice is what I had this morning. Tasted great like all the C4s do. Grab yourself a C4 today. Give you yourself that extra boost that you need, whatever it is, whether it's the road trip, whether you just want to get that extra boost at work and more. Find it at Stewart's today. Grab it. Make it a part of your morning like LeVac and I do our favorite flavors and more. And one big shout out to C4. Thank you for sponsoring our C4 Smart Energy Bankroll Challenge. If you missed it, all football season long, live from Rivers Casino and Resort, 11 to 1. We give our picks. Levac gives his picks. He's still in the lead. I'm very bitter about that, that Charger lying over. That would have hit me a 14 parlay if I put it in there. But Levac's in the lead. I'm competing. Quinn and our friends from Picks 106 as well, all in the mix to win for a local charity here in the five foot eight. It's all thanks to our friends at C4. So if you love football, you love having some energy and you want to support a really cool cause and say, Hey, I'm buying C4. Thanks to the C4 smart energy challenge. Make sure to share that stuff with us on social media. So you get a shout out as well. And who knows, maybe you win some money roll with our picks this football season. Will LeVac answer this call? Will we be going to New York city after this? Find out that and much more on the way next to LeVac and Goss here on Fox sports, 95, nine and nine eighty. You're a winner. You are a winner. You're our winner. For more information about contests on this station, go to foxsports980.com slash rules. Bull riding, the perfect fusion of strength, skill, and pure willpower. Professional bull riders aren't just athletes. They're daredevils with cowboy souls. Come experience the true modern West where eight seconds of glory will create a lifetime of memories. It's PBR Albany at MVP Arena, December 29th and 30th. Tickets at Ticketmaster, PBR.com, and the box office. Hold on tight. The ride of your life is about. 
about to begin. Generation Axe Throwing salutes the capital regions, small businesses, and the hardworking employees who make it all possible. The economic impact of these locally owned companies is dramatic. Support your small businesses. Generation Axe Throwing, a haven of happiness. Throwing axes at targets. Who knew it could be so much fun? Continuously voted the best axe throwing in Albany. 90 Fuller Road, Albany. 518-712-7070. Theaxeplace.com. Are you a qualified HVAC technician? Are you looking to start or advance your career with a local HVAC services industry leader? If so, John Ray & Sons is hiring now and want to hear from you. With a competitive salary, health and retirement benefits, and overtime opportunities during the busy season, John Ray also offers a sign-on bonus for experienced technicians. Take your HVAC technician career to the next level and join the John Ray family today. For more information, call 833-4-GET-HIRED. That's 833-4-GET-HIRED. Hello, it's LeVac and Guy and one of my absolute favorite ways to beat Gaz is back. Fantasy versus reality, thanks to our good friends at Hooters. I'm giving you three fantasy football plays that are going to beat their projections. Levac's giving you the three wagers you need for the NFL weekend. It's thanks to our friends under the orange roof on Wolf Road. It's Hooters, the best place to watch NFL action all football season long. 70 Wolf Road Hooters is kind of like the mixture of fantasy and reality. Reality, great food, fantasy. Hello, Hooters girls. Fantasy versus reality after Top 4 at 4 every Friday right here on LeVac and Goss. Nobody rocks the holidays like Mayfair Jewelers. Our rock stars hit the stage with lab-grown diamonds with maximum brilliance. Indistinguishable from earth-grown diamonds. We are at half the price of most local jewelers and major online sellers. We cut out the middleman and import these diamonds directly from the growers overseas. Right now, when you spend $500 at Mayfair Jewelers, get a pair of tickets to TSO November 29th while supplies last. Mayfair Jewelers, Latham and Glenville, lab-grown diamonds, expert advice. Rockstar pricing. iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. Black Friday starts now. Trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium and iPad and Apple Watch SE. All on us with Unlimited Ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. iPhone requires Unlimited Ultimate plan first. Service plan required for iPad and Apple Watch. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line required first. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit. Up to $459.99 device payment purchase with new line on eligible plan required per Apple Watch or iPad. Less up to $459.99 promo credit per device applied. 0% APR. Additional terms and conditions apply. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. We go to the elevation. 10,000 phone lines live in Times Square. A historic day for Capital Region Sports. Not just the co-host of LeVac and Gaz, the team president of the Albany Firebirds, <laughs> Jeff LeVac, joins us. Hello, my friend. Hey, you know, it's uh, nice to be in here. Uh, having a blast. We're in the uh, W Hotel, which is... Uh, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be allowed here if I wasn't representing the Firebirds. Um, and just uh, just listen to the commissioner, uh, Lee Hutton, uh, Travell Gaines, uh, Brian Foote, who is the head of Humble, which is the, the tech partner for the AFL. And uh, I can proudly tell you that the season, the league, everything begins in Albany. We will kick off the season April 27th. Uh, the NFL draft will end. And the Albany Firebirds uh, just march to another championship will begin right then and there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at this. We got a WOFX exclusive here. The first time somebody locally has dropped this. So that is a Saturday, the 27th. That means you're not just saying the Firebirds. You're saying the whole league. That's game one. Yes. Yes. And again, the so because we have a relationship with the NFL, the AFL has a relationship with the NFL, the draft ends and we start right then. So we, when the uh, you know the the final pick you know Mr. Irrelevant gets picked, 
And then uh, Mr. Relevant, uh, Darius Prince, goes and scores a touchdown for the Firebirds against, um, I would say, probably his least favorite team, the Orlando Predators, right there in Albany. LeVac joining us live from Times Square right now. If you missed the top of the show, it is the big announcement. Follow it at WOFX980. You were re- retweeted some things along with the Albany Firebirds that it, the Arena Football League is officially back. The schedule, the teams, everything you want. Uh, it's a full circle moment as we talked about the insanity of the last six months, but a really cool historic moment today. So uh, for those who might have missed these details, Levac, are the official teams finalized? Do we have the number, divisions? What are we looking at when you talk about the structure of the league in 2024? Yeah, we have uh, there's four, di- four divisions. We're in the East. Um, it's, uh, it, I believe it's 16 teams. I'd have to look on my phone. It was, it's, there's so much going on. Like I said, when I found out that we were the actual official kickoff or the launch of the entire league, uh, I just kind of, I kind of got giddy. I got excited and I, and I saw our guys cause we're down here, you know, Mike Corda, Richie says not, uh, Andy Gelser wanted to be here, but he's holding down everything back in, in the cap region. But, uh, Dwayne Hollis, Damon Ware, Darius Prince. I just looked over everybody when we found out we were the, you know, we, we're the show starter. And, uh, and the fact that we get to go against Orlando, which has been a rival of ours, and, you know, we helped uh, get them, you know, to the, uh, to the island of relevancy last year. And they, in our opinion, they didn't do enough to uh, stay on that island. So we're looking forward to booting them right back off uh, right to start the season. We all just got giddy. It was just exciting. You know, I have the, uh, I have the 2019 AFL ring with me. I started, uh, like, holding it up for everyone to see it. Like, like Simba, I had it up in the middle of the room. Uh, and Sherelle Gaines, the CEO of the league, was like, I'm going to need to wear that. And he's a big dude, so he can do whatever he wants. But, uh, yeah, it's just that was, that was the biggest thing, just to know that we're there. Uh, we're going to have two Monday night games during the season, and they're both going to be against the Philadelphia Soul. So that rivalry is bad. Um, I will tell you one, one other thing. It is a 10-game season, but because we are Albany and because of what the fan base has meant to the AFL, the Firebirds and everything else, we're getting six home games. We're going on the road four times. So. So MVP Arena will host six home games starting on April 27th when we when we let the Predators uh, just remind them where they belong in the old pecking order. What a great moment to have that happen, to have the AFL have the faith, the respect, the trust, whatever words we want to use to talk about what they view the Capital Region sports fan as over the past few years in the history of Capital Region sports fans when it comes to the Albany Firebirds. So cool that we're talking not just cities that maybe have started – like these are big time markets from Philadelphia, as you mentioned, and more states across the country. For you, like I want to call it the pomp and circumstance because I want to get a Macho Man Randy Savage reference in here. But like, how did it? For you, it must have felt totally different in comparison to what you've seen over the past few years. Like you've been a part of the AFL in a on-field hosting role, but now as a team president, this is your second different league in the last three and a half years. Yeah, and it's, you know, just to kind of give you like a scope of how big this league could be and, and, and I think will be, you know, when you've got your commissioner, Lee Hutton, up there speaking in front of the room, and then you look across the room and the head coach for West Texas is the commissioner, used to be the commissioner of the NAL, the league. You just, you won last time you did a full season in it. It's like, huh, a little bigger pond now, isn't it, buddy? Like it's, it's, it is, it's a little awe-inspiring. It's a little different. And it's, it's one of those situations where like, you know, you you hear Lee Hutton go, look, I know who's trying to, you know, work against us, you know, in our world, God's counter program, program against us, and I'm coming for you. And it's just like, that's kind of the way I want to ride. I like people who see a challenge, who see a, a person who wants to be your opponent, 
size you up, and then just go right after you. And that, that's what this league is, is going to be. And, um, you know, we're just starting to make the announcement. So, you know, to have Humble involved means that we've got this, this tech partner where um, it, was, it was really interesting to me because when this, when this broadcast began on the website, it, it was overwhelmed. They broke the website. Whoa! But the people, <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the founder and the bosses, everybody from Humble was here. They broke out three laptops, start hacking away on their computers, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's working again. So, like, you have a partner in Humble who's, who's I guess, humble enough to be here with you to make sure it runs right. And, and it was, you know, it's the CEO, it's the CFO, it's those people who are sitting there going, we need to make this right, we're part of this league. It, it was really cool, and... and if anything I'm hearing right now is, is even remotely true, which I believe it all is, then the, the announcements are only going to get bigger from here. So this is, uh, this is the place to be, man, the AFL. And as we started calling it on the limo bus down, the, uh, the Albany Football League, which we think has a nice ring to it, uh, we're, uh, we're just, we're just going to take over. And they like invited us to, tra- to talk trash. I'm like, have you seen what we've been doing all day? <laughs> anyway, like, that's why we're here. We, we, we talk trash and then we, and then we walk that walk. So, it's uh, it's it's pretty incredible. It's going to be really exciting, and um, you know, it's awe inspiring. It, it really is when you see the people, like everybody in that room. They may not be the richest person you've ever met. They may not be the you know the smartest guy you've ever met, but they're all the people who love football, who love arena football the most, and are going to give it absolutely everything they've got. So this is uh, this is the beginning, and we're there already. Uh, there were people in the room from markets that are being added next season already. So. When they finally shut the gates on this year, they still had people trying to get on on the bus, um, and we, so we're going to expand uh, as of next year. The playoffs and the championship game are all going to be neutral locations, but those neutral locations will be the places that next year, like, will be the fran- the new franchise. I would, I so would so much. I would tell you this, not just if you were on the phone or in person, and not just because you're my friend and my co-host and all the great things, but. Please share this with Mike and Darius Prince and Andy and all the people who are connected to the Firebirds. We let off the show talking about this today of what it's been like the last year and six months that it's not three years that it took for arena football to come back to the capital region or a decade plus six months from what six months ago was to where you guys are today in Times Square with the capital region, even with everything that happened out of your guys' control that the Arena Football League is back, and they said, we want Albany. We want the Capital Region to beat Game 1. We want the Firebirds to represent. I hope you guys are proud because you're making people in the Capital Region proud. This is a historic day today, so please share that message with you guys, and I hope you guys have a few celebratory drinks on the ride back today because you guys all deserve it over what's happened over the last few months with you guys. I mean, I wasn't going to do it, but since you insist, I guess we could pop a few tops. Um, <laughs> Raz, our driver, was like, hey, just so you guys know, I know why we're going to the city. I got champagne ready for the ride back. If you need it. Yeah. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, every, everybody's been great. And um, it's just uh, the one – oh, another thing I didn't mention to you is, like, this is the group that will be a part of uh, running the flag football teams for the Olympics. Whoa. So – so when you see the like the Arena Football USA instead of what it used to be the AFL.com, that's because they already have their eyes set on Arena Football Mexico, Arena Football Canada, Arena Football you know you know uh, Germany like whatever. They're, they're it's these are the guys who have never seen a problem too big to tackle, and they're gonna and they're and they're part of bringing the AFL back, and now they're gonna be the next ones to hand us a trophy. So 
So we're looking forward to it. I'm going to let you go, but before you go, just because you know I enjoy stuff like this when it's random and on location and everything else, can you tell us about our friends over at the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa? <laughs> oh, wait, before I do that, real quick, I'll yes. just tell you that when I was cool, but this is a, a radio nerd moment that you're going to love. So we got to the, we got here a little bit early. We went to find a bar. So we're walking out. I hear, hey, Jeff. And I look up. It's Peter Schwartz from WFAN. Hey, <laughs> yeah, he's here. And he's like, everybody's like, how the hell does that guy know who you are? And everything. I'm like, oh, dude, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal, I swear. But I uh, know he's. You know he's been a great guy. He's been helping helping me out. He worked with uh, with other teams in the past. But the Integrative Sleep Center. I mean, I'm going to recommend that to everybody because on the ride back, I'm almost positive there's going to be snoring, and uh, that's the worst because it's as easy as a mouthpiece that you travel with. I got it in my backpack, ready to go, just in case I start to doze off, which I can't imagine. Like I am pumped right now, but when I do go to sleep tonight, mouthpiece keeps the airway open, sleep apnea is under control, the snoring is is as low as it's ever been. Since I was a child, and I'm sleeping so much better, my health is better. Listen to me, listen, listen to me ramble right now. It's insane, the energy I've got for you after spending an entire day on a limo bus with Mike Corda and, and Darius Prince and, and Damon Ware. So if you want this kind of boost, if you want this kind of night uh, sleep, you got to call 518-885-6185, 518-885-6185. Dr. Fred Dreer in the Ingram Sleep Center in Boston Spa. Uh, they're helping me sleep better. They're going to help you sleep better, too. And I believe they will be bringing back the sleeper cam as part of the uh, the arena football experience in the Capital Region. He is the team president. He is the co-host. He does it all. Uh, my guy, Levac. I will see you tomorrow in the GT Toy Studio, Toys of the Z. Celebrate, and rightfully so tonight, with the Firebird family. I'll catch you tomorrow, man. What an awesome day today. Glad you got to squeeze a few minutes for us back here at Fox Sports Land. Thanks for holding it down for me, guys. Bear. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, there he goes. Our guy, Levac. Four o'clock hours on the way. Levac and Gaz right here on Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. The largest rebates in years, combined with model year-end write-downs and free winners. It's time for the top four at four with Levac and Gaz. Sort of, kind of, it is the top four at four. It's brought to you by Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Loving my pilot, loving the weather right now in the fall. I said sort of because it's Gaz, no Levac. Levac is in New York City today, the Big Apple. The huge announcements, if you have been following the Albany Firebirds on social media, give them a follow. Awesome day. You know what? I'm making an audible right now. Story number four is the Albany Firebirds and the release of the Arena Football League schedule. Go check them out. Facebook, Twitter, and more. Our guy, Ben Nelson, friend of the show, killing it. So they're really number four, but because they just got their plug in. We'll go with the national one here for story number four. We're going to find out who the MVPs of Major League Baseball were for the 2023 regular season when they're announced tonight. You would feel like it's a pretty safe bet, like we did yesterday in the top four at four, that Blake Snell was going to win the National League Cy Young. Shout out to Garrett Cole, winning the American League Cy Young. You would feel like tonight should be a slam dunk. It's cross-sport pun there. For Ron Lacuna Jr. for the Atlanta Braves and the ridiculous numbers he put up for both power at the plate and stealing bases. And Shohei Otani. When I say this, it gets old school sports fans all riled up. The modern day Babe Ruth and statistically might be better than Babe Ruth. So Otani wins the MVP tonight, more than likely. Ronald Acuna Jr. wins the MVP tonight. Atlanta Braves fans are excited. Shout out to Andrew Santillo. Shout out to Chris Honorado. But the focus goes on Shohei Otani because he's going to be a free agent. There's been rumors that Atlanta's interested that Otani might like to play for the Braves. There's a cover story today on the four-letter network that the Chicago Cubs are in hot pursuit 
Later on in the show, maybe we'll hear if our guy Brady Farkas thinks Otani could be a play for the Boston Red Sox, the Yankees. There's so many different teams. If you're sick of the Otani coverage, let me tell you, tonight is the start of more Otani on the way. We've had the summer of LeBron, the summer of Carmelo and Jimmy Butler and Kyrie. How about the winter of Otani? Not the Game of Thrones reference, but winter is coming. And tonight's the start of that with Otani likely winning the Amer likely is going to win the American League Most Valuable Player Award. Let's shift it over to story number three to the hardwood with two big games in the NBA tonight. And I say big games because we start focusing on the future of these four franchises in particular. It's the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Miami Heat, a 7.30 tip-off there in South Beach. And the nightcap features the Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Gold State Warriors. Think about that. Four teams, just two games tonight on a Thursday in the NBA. And there is some true wonder storylines behind four different franchises heading in four different directions. Let's start with the Brooklyn Nets. And I've been doing this for what? Since the 2010s, they have to remind New York fans that, yes, Brooklyn is a New York team. So many of those fans still consider the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know if it's ever going to go away. They were the New Jersey Nets. They're a New York team. Even when they had Kyrie and Harden Durant, people were like, okay, I guess, sort of. And now Bridges, the star of that team. But Ben Simmons, injured again. Enough. Look, Simmons, just finish off the contract and retire. When I read the Ben Simmons tweets and social media posts, and every single time I have to check if they're a joke, there's no way this guy can keep getting injured. There's no way time. Look, if he's seven foot five and he's got feet problems like Bill Walton, okay. If he's got issues like that, then maybe. But these are just ridiculous injuries. Ben Simmons should be talked about as one of the biggest busts in NBA history. Now, whether it's because he's got a great agent that protects him from that critique, whether it's that playoff series years ago that is still haunting him of how awful he was, but the Ben Simmons thing's over. Just take the money, retire, move on. Their opponent tonight's the Miami Heat. Miami right now through a couple games in the regular season of the NBA. You watching as an NBA fan and a sports fan, you think the Heat are the best team in the East? The defending, reigning, undisputed, Eastern Conference champion Miami Heat? It feels like Miami hasn't even recovered from not having Damian Lillard. This was a done deal in South Beach. Agent Zero, it's Gilbert Arena's going to get mad that I used that nickname, that Damian Lillard was going to be a Heat, no doubt. It was a Woj conspiracy that Lillard was going to be in South Beach. It didn't happen. But now Miami sits, and it seems teams like Philadelphia are far better right now, even though they haven't proved it in the postseason. Boston's way better right now. So what direction will Miami head towards for the next few months of the NBA? We shifted over to those late games, the Golden State Warriors. Everybody's suspended. Whether it was a fake fight, a real fight, WWE-like, Rudy Gobert selling a sleeper hole like I haven't seen since... The million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and Roddy Rowdy Piper was putting him in. Hot Rod. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. So a bunch of players suspended for the Warriors. Oh, no. We don't have to play games in November. We don't have to participate in the in-season tournament, please. No, no. Ah. Curious about that game now, by the way. The Thunder, Oklahoma City. Chet Holmgren and company. I can't wait till we see the Thunder with a billion draft picks. 
They've been stocking up for those middle schoolers and high schoolers. Maybe the Thunder will eventually get good. And look, I don't even want to criticize Oklahoma City that much because that theory of having a bunch of draft picks, at one point in the late 2000s, they had Durant, Harden, and Westbrook all on the same roster and almost took down the Miami Heat. So there you go. The Thunder heading towards the future. The Warriors taking some time off. The Brooklyn Nets being ridiculous. And the Miami Heat wondering, will we ever recover? I just sold you four teams, two games on a Thursday in November. Let's shift it over to story number two. We've got week 11 of the NFL kicking off tonight. We got an old school slugfest in the AFC North. The Cincinnati Bengals. The Baltimore Ravens. Who's going to be the top dog in the North? Now, I mentioned dog there. The Cleveland Browns have had an influence in this division for sure. And the Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at 6-3. and three, The best division right now in the NFL is the AFC North. The way it's pacing, it's not out of the conversation. We're talking about one of the best divisions ever, ever in the history of the NFL. The way these teams are going, that potentially the last place team could be a postseason team. What's the biggest matchup key in this game? The physicality and more. Joe Burrow versus Lamar Jackson. We'll dive deeper into the matchup a little bit later in this hour. But if you're looking at these two teams, think about this question for yourself. Which team of these two would be most likely for you to be a Super Bowl contender? A team that wins the AFC. Right now, do you believe in the Bengals more or the Ravens more? You don't get to pick anybody else. You don't get to pick Miami, you don't get to pick Kansas City. The question, if you're playing the top four at four, if LeVac was here, that's the question I'd ask him. Who do you believe in more to get to the Super Bowl this season right now? Ravens or Bengals? I'd pick the Bengals. Until Lamar Jackson can do it. Until my guy Lamar Jackson can get those postseason wins and have that postseason performance. We've done this all the time in professional sports where there's an MVP caliber athlete who's so good in the regular season, who puts up historic stats. But when December or January and the most important games of their careers roll around, they can't get through. I don't want that to be the knock on Lamar Jackson, but I've watched Joe Burrow get the Bengals to a Super Bowl. And tonight's an interesting matchup. That line sitting at three and a half. Oh, this is a classic for the play of the day. But if you told me right now, I had to pick one of these two teams to get to the Super Bowl, who would I pick, the Ravens or the Bengals? I would believe in the Bengals more, and I think I might be proven right tonight. The more and more I think about this game, the more and more I keep leaning towards Cincinnati. I think you can tell with my take right there. That is story number two, because story number one, most of the time on a Thursday, we'd be talking about the NFL's story that leads off unless we had postseason baseball. But an historic move in Major League Baseball today. My guy, Sean Martin, shout out to him. Him and I were texting a little bit. Or I sent him a tweet, and then he called me, and now realizing this live on the air, I haven't called him back. I'm sorry, Sean, but local sports writer here, big Ains fan. The move is made. Major League Baseball owners have approved the Oakland Athletics move to Las Vegas. The vote happened. It's allowed. The A's are done with Oakland. If you are an Oakland sports fan, you've now seen the Golden State Warriors leave and move out of that area, closer to the, I call it the Tech Valley area, the Silicon Valley area of California, you've seen the Oakland Raiders leave and head to Las Vegas and now add the Oakland Athletics to that. The move showing how bad the A's have been as the franchise, whether it's not packing the Coliseum, refusing to spend money. That Oakland A's fan base has been very passionate but small. LeVac and I have mentioned in the past, and you can find this, it's just a simple, easy Google Oakland A's media, 
how they treated some of uh, the radio stations, our fellow radio brethren, whether it's 95-7 the game, the pride of Schenectady, Damon Bruce, I'll give him some love, how the A's overplayed their hand constantly when it came to media partners and more. And finally, when you start insulting your fans and putting a product on the field, nobody wants to go. It was embarrassing some of the shots of A's home games this season. So now they move to Las Vegas. 2005, by the way, the last time we saw this happen, the Expo has moved to D.C. You wonder about Vegas baseball. I know they've had the 51ers in the past, but in similar fashion to where are you going to get the water for the stadium for the Raiders? The question is, who's going to want to sit in 115 burning sun heat in Vegas and watch a baseball game in June, July, and August? I guess the answer to that is more people that would sit through the Oakland Athletics games right now. And if that's the answer, you're probably going to be better for the future. Now, how does Vegas pull this off? Well, the continued support about Vegas fan bases, including even hockey. I'm going to give the, well, the Knights some love, too. Stanley Cup champions, man. It seemed impossible so many years ago that Vegas would have anything to do with anything when it came to professional sports because, oh, no, not gambling. No. And the world has changed. And things are going to be far different than before. And the lease with the Oakland Coliseum ends in the 2024 season. So if you thought it was bad in 2023, seeing the attendance for the A's, oh, my, what is going to happen then? Because this Las Vegas Super Stadium for baseball, according to reports, is not going to be ready until 2028. So where are you guys going? Huh? I mean, let me do the math here. Hobart, help me here. My Hobart education, 2025. 2026, 2027. Um, yeah, so you guys got like three years before you move? You heading to Nashville? Are the Nashville Stars going to be a thing for three years? I know Nashville wanted a team, and there's always talk about Major League Baseball expanding. That's almost a done deal. That maybe Nashville's just going to get their own franchise. Where are you going for the next three years? You could, you could throw cities and teams and stadiums. Like, you could put a Band-Aid over this for a while. I remember the Chargers played in a soccer stadium for a while. You could try to figure this thing out. Remember Oklahoma City, didn't they basically get the thunder because they were the home for the Hornets and the Pelicans during Katrina? And that's how Oklahoma City basically became an NBA franchise city. Somebody's going to get this team for a while, but it is an interesting thing to follow. And I'm glad it happened. I feel for the fans of Oakland because they've had so many heartbreak, as we just touched on there, about teams just leaving. The owner could have stopped this. Boycott the A's and everything else. The reverse protest they did this past season, which was a highlight for that. But the Oakland Athletics, Moneyball, the rich history at times of this team having success. I remember the A's were good in the early 2000s. The A's have now decided Oakland's no longer their home. They're heading out to the desert. to become the Las Vegas A's? Maybe a different team? All these things, whether where they're going to play in 2025, 26, 27, what their name's going to be. Interesting storylines to follow. Everything you hear today on social media, I won't believe except the one thing of they're gone. They're leaving. That's your top four at four brought to you by Mohawk Honda. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Before we get to our conversations with Brady Farkas and Kevin Sweetie, 2518 guys killing it, covering a variety of sports. I want to tell you about our friends over at USX Pest Control. Yeah, like LA Knight. We like talking about USX Pest Control because of what they did for us. Like an LA Knight finishing move in the WWE, USX Pest Control, Tim and Frank dropped the pest that were the uninvited guests in our homes. So if you've got the holiday season coming up and you've decided, hey, I'm going to host, the turkey's going to be at my place, 
don't you at least want to make sure your home is safe? You don't want the annoying brother-in-law or your mother-in-law coming in and spotting a pest and saying, oh, did you guys clean your home? Oh, have you been checking out your attic? I think I just found Why are you in the attic anyways? Why are you hanging out in the garage? Don't even have those conversations with your in-laws for the holiday season. Tell them, hey, I just called USX Pest Control. I was listening to LeVac and Goss, a local sports radio show that you should listen to as well. Here's their podcast. Here's how you can listen on the iHeart app and then tell them how great USX Pest Control is. And it's a free inspection. So you call them up, the free inspection, they set the game plan for you like LeVac and I know, and you're on your way to having a clean home and success for the future. Keeping that home safe as the weather continues to change. We love our friends over at USX Pest Control. One more time, USX Pest Control. Give them a call today. Our guy Brady Farkas is on the way next. Are the Patriots really trading Bill Belichick? Is this really happening? Are the Celtics the best team in the NBA? And I got some I got some questions about what the Red Sox could do in the AL East. That's all on the way next. You're listening to LeVac and Gaz here on Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Joining us now, Capital Region's own. He is the host of the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV Radio. Weekdays, 530 to 7, host of the Payoff Pitch. Brady Farkas, the pride of Shed High School, the pride of Oswego. He's covering New England sports. He does it all. Brady, welcome back to Fox Sports 95, 9 to 98. It's been too long, my friend. How are you? I am well, guys. Thanks for having me. Hope you're well also. Life is good. Thanksgiving's a week away. The big meal's coming. All that stuff is good. We have to dive into this off the get-go, though. This Bill Belichick stuff, it is taking over the national sports talk landscape that he could be on the move. He could be coaching a different team next season. What, if at all, are you hearing? What do you make of the story of Belichick potentially leaving the Patriots? Well, I think it's very real. Um, I think that I don't think Robert Kraft wants Bill Belichick back next year. That said, I think Robert Kraft is very, very classy. I think Robert Kraft knows about the history of the NFL. I think Robert Kraft has a certain decorum about him that he wants to follow. So I think he's going to try to do this as gracefully and as easily as possible and as nicely as possible. Um, So I think the easiest thing to look at is Bill Belichick being traded in the offseason. Because you think about all the other ways this could go. I don't think Robert Kraft just wants to out and out fire the best coach in franchise history, the best coach in football history. I don't think that Bill Belichick would go for, hey, you get to stay, but you're not the GM. I think that could get real ugly. The cleanest way to do this is for Robert Kraft to trade Bill Belichick in the offseason. That way, he never had to fire him. The Patriots still get something for him, and Bill still gets to go on to a separate part of his career, and everybody moves on. You know, no worse for the wear. I think that is what I would do. I think that's probably what Robert Kraft would prefer to do. We will see if that's ultimately what happens, though. Brady Farkas joining us here on the phone line. So forget you can join him on social media, the conversations and more at WDEV Radio. Brady, he joins us via the Elevation 10,000 phone lines. Elevate your brand today with Elevation 10,000. The whole thing about Belichick that drives me crazy about this, like what else is left for him? 
He's won a bunch of Super Bowls. Is he just coaching because he's got that coaching mindset of he doesn't know anything else and coaches with their 70s and 80s just don't know life post-coaching? Or is this Shula record that important? Does he want him like, talk about the Brady thing where it's like Brady won? Maybe it's a mix of everything. Brady Farkas, what do you think's keeping Belichick around? I think the Shula record matters, but ultimately I think that Bill Belichick just loves football, right? Like I think it's that simple. Bill Belichick loves football. I don't think he wants to do something not involved in football, and I think he still thinks he has something to offer. And I think that he does, frankly. I think Bill Belichick, the coach, is still a very good coach. Bill Belichick, the GM, has helped ruin the Patriots, and Bill Belichick, the GM, is why the Patriots are in the situation that they're in. And I think that Bill Belichick doesn't have a great bedside manner. I think he's been catastrophic for Mac Jones, so he is not perfect. But I do believe in the right situation with with right people around him that Bill Belichick, the coach, is still very, very good and is still very, very with it. Let's just say it's Los Angeles. Let's just say it's the Chargers. So the Chargers make the move. They bring in Belichick. The expectation is in 2024, because of the greatness that is the hoodie, that he's going to lead them to a Super Bowl. What would be the realistic expectation making a move like this for Belichick? Well, I think ultimately you want a team that's in a better position than the Patriots are. (laughs) That would be a lot of teams in the NFL, right? The Chargers have the franchise quarterback, right? Like they have a guy in Justin Herbert who's awesome. They have what Belichick excels at, which is defense. They have that in spades when you talk about Khalil Mack and you talk about Bosa and you talk about Derwin James and Asante Samuel Jr. So, you know, we've heard all this stuff about the, you know, Washington potentially trading for him and what about the Giants bringing him back and all that. But, you know, I, I think the Chargers is where I would want to go if I were Belichick. And frankly, that division isn't as intimidating as we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the season, right? Like the Raiders aren't that great. Denver is, you know, whatever. So it's okay. You and Mahomes, but it's not a four team division. Like we thought it was. So it's certainly a division you can compete in. So a lot of the places out there, the chargers are where I'd want to go if I were Belichick, but I would say this, right? Belichick has a huge affinity for history. Washington's a legacy franchise. They're in the NFC East, a division with a lot of history to a division he knows well, and he's from Annapolis, right? I know it's been a million years since he's lived at home, but that is home for him. So I think even though they're not as far along as the Chargers are, I'd watch Washington as well. He is the host of the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV Radio, the payoff pitch. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at WDEV Radio. Brady, the pride of Shen. Brady Farkas joining us here on the Elevation 10,000 phone lines. Elevate your brand today with Elevation 10,000. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics. This Celtic expectation is that they could be an NBA champion. You've seen this Celtic team early in the season, and I know it's tough, especially with the oddness that is the in-season tournament. Kristaps Porzingis, the big man down low. Where do you put the Celtics right now when we talk about the best in the NBA? If we had a Brady Farkas power ranking, would Boston be the number one team in the NBA in your mind? They should win the title. Okay, The Celtics should win the title. I don't know that they're going to, but they should win the title. They are. They have the best starting five in the NBA. They have an unbelievable, probably the best top six in the NBA. They have experience. They have a good mix of youth, but youth that has become veterans. They've gone out. They've made the big moves. Right. They've got. They've got. They're not a perfect team, but they've got defensive ability with Drew Holiday. They've got playmakers with Holiday, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. They've got shooting on the outside. They've got Derek White, who I had it described to me yesterday by somebody else. 
I think said, well, like he's a superstar disguised as a role player. So they should win the NBA title. I still think, you know, in the East, I still fear Milwaukee. Are always going to fear Giannis and what Lillard might be able to do if he's healthy. I think Cleveland is good and interesting, but I think they're the best team in the East. And I think they should be the favorite to win the title. They were preseason. I, I, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be now. Yes, Denver's still excellent, um, and I fear them. Golden State, you know, I think they're older. I don't know if they're going to get to the title series, but if they did, I'd fear them too. But So it's not a runaway, but they should be the favorite to win the NBA title. You mentioned some teams there at the end, but in the East in particular, the biggest threat to the Celtics, please say the Knicks. The Knicks, right, is the answer? The Knicks are not the answer. The Knicks are under 500, and the Celtics have beaten them twice already. And, like, the, the, when they, I will say this, like, the Knicks play hard. They play good defense. When the Celtics play them, it's a rock fight. Like, opening night was kind of ugly. And the other day, the Knicks, you know, were up big, all up, you know, double figures early. And then that evaporated, and the Celtics ended up winning that game by 16 or whatever. I just don't think the Knicks have enough scoring. Like, they have size. They have some things that can impact the Celtics, but – like, if Brunson and Randall are not going for 25 to 30 a pop, which so far they haven't when these teams have played, I don't think that they have the horses to compete with the Celtics. The thing, the thing that's going to, you know, outside of injury, the thing that can mess with the Celtics is depth. By talking about their top six, like, that's what they have. Like, right now, they, they play like eight guys. And in the era of load management, I'm shocked that the Celtics are playing all their starters every game and are only playing eight guys over the course of the contest. So, lack of depth. Therefore, foul trouble associated with start with, you know, with their starters to get to them and their lack of interior size. So if the Knicks were going to play super physical, then they can, they can threaten them. But I don't ultimately think they could beat them in a seven-game series. We've talked Patriots. We've talked Celtics. Let's shift it over now to the Boston Red Sox, a team that you heard all the action here on Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. You're home for the Red Sox. An interesting season for the Red Sox, especially when you think about the success that the AL East had in the regular season, but not so much in the postseason. When you start looking towards 2024, and I'm talking about January and the offseason, what can Red Sox fans expect about the course of this team's future heading over the next few months? Well, they need help in a lot of different places, right? Like, you don't finish last because you're a really good team. So they're, they're going to need two to three starting pitchers, and they're going to have to be active in the high-end pitcher market, right? Like, we've heard a lot about Yamamoto, the guy from Japan. I think they're going to be in on him. We've heard a lot about them meeting with Jordan Montgomery. I think they're going to be in on him. Maybe they're going to be on Blake Snell. So they're going to need probably two to three starting pitchers, at least one of which is super high caliber. Luckily, starting pitching, that's like the one area in free agency where there is a glut. So I think they'll be able to do that. They need help at second base, and they need a right-handed corner outfielder um, with some power. So they need a lot. I think that Craig Breslow, their new chief, chief baseball officer, is going to be given the green light to spend. Like, he is a smart guy, an analytics guy, an Ivy League nerd, as he said, but he also is a 13-year MLB veteran. So, like, he has, like, a good balance of everything and understanding like, what a team needs but also what a clubhouse needs. So I think he's going to be given the green light to spend in a way that High and Bloom wasn't. So I think they are going to be aggressive. I don't think they're going to get Otani. They're not going to bring back Justin Turner, so they are going to have questions offensively about how to replace his offense. But I think they're going to bring in a bunch of people. I think you're going to see them trade some prospects to go out and get guys. So I think they're going to be better than they were last year. It is a gauntlet of a division, so I can't tell you today they're going to finish first in it. 
but I think they're going to be improved, and uh, I think Breslow's going to do a good job. For New England sports fans, whether it's Vermont, whether it's Massachusetts, even here in the Capital Region, that's a lot of stuff we covered involving those teams. I know my guy Doug Gowdy on WGY is going to get upset because I didn't mention his Boston Bruins. That's for another. I know that's for another day, another time. But I want to give Brady this platform because he is a Capital Region guy. This is his city. You've always got some takes about your hometown, whether it's a former athlete that's here. Maybe you and I have had many debates about private versus public schools. This is your forum, Brady. One week away from Thanksgiving, when hopefully you'll be enjoying the Capital Region and all the great things. Do you have a local take on anything that you're hot about right now that you want to share for the 518? I never thought I would forgive the Kings for giving up on Jimmer. But since Herder's there and he's in the starting lineup, I am watching far more Sacramento Kings games than I've ever thought possible in my entire life again. He had 28 last night against the Lakers. I think he hit six or seven threes. I watched most of that game. So I'm Celtics in the 7-10 to 10 window and Kings from 10 o'clock on. So I want a Celtics-Kings final, finals in the worst possible way. I'm all in on De'Aaron Fox, Keegan Murray, DeMontis Sabonis, and Kevin Herter. Come out of the West. Let's do it. What I love about Herter, not just the connections that you two have, but I'm not sure if you saw the deleted tweet from Kevin Herter involving Malik Monk about Malik Monk complaining about people's parlays and then Herter saying respectfully with the shouting emoji and then that tweet mysteriously going away. Uh, Herter made some headlines on social media, but good. Like the guy who sits courtside and starts screaming at the player, I need a three for my parlay. Nobody cares about your parlay. It used to be that nobody cares about your fantasy team. The parlay in sports wagering guy has become worse now in sports, and Herter let people know about it. The worst person that there is is fantasy guy and gambling guy. That is the worst. Like, I will tell you quickly, so before – Red Zone became on YouTube TV and became readily accessible, right? Like, I, I'm a Seahawks fan by birth and a Patriots fan by work. I used to go to bars, right? I would go to Phillies and Latham. I would go to Ravenswood, wherever, and I would watch I would watch Seahawks games, Buffalo Wild Wings and Clifton Park. And, you know, the Seahawks would play in a tight game against the Kaepernick-led 49ers, and it'd be tight, and, and the Seahawks would score, and I'd be going crazy because someone scored. Then some loser behind me would go, oh, the Seahawks score? I'm like, yeah, they did. I'm trying to give the guy a high five. He's like, Oh, it was cursed, not Baldwin. Oh, I needed that TV. Buddy, nobody cares. I'm trying to win the NFC West title. Not one person cares that you needed it to be Doug Baldwin and not Jermaine Curse, or that you're mad that it was an 18-yard touchdown instead of a 20-yard touchdown. I just want the points. That's all my team needed. I care less about your gambling thing, your fantasy team. I don't care how much money you got in the game. I don't care you lost money last week. I don't care that your house is going to go up for sale because of this loss. <laughs> could not care less. Just let my team win the game. Nobody brings it like Brady Farkas. Brady, I'm glad you answered when I called. I appreciate it, man. Next time you're in the area, I know you're all over the place. I know you're a busy man with busy things going on. Let's go grab a beer. One of those many places you mentioned, we'll catch up again soon, my friend. Thank you for doing this today. Appreciate it, guys. Maybe next time LeVac could be on the call, too. He's a very busy man as well, just like you. Goodbye, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> There he goes, our friend Brady Farkas. We always love catching up with him. Yes, LeVac has been busy if you missed it earlier in the show. Awesome, awesome stuff happening down on the Big Apple involving arena football and all those things. He'll have more updates for us tomorrow. And you're not talking about branding. You see the arena football logo all over the place, the Albany Firebirds and more. Whatever it is for your business, we hope that you can improve your branding, social media, connecting with the new Elevation 10,000 is the way to do it.
Elevate your brand today with Elevation 10,000. You just heard Brady on the Elevation 10,000 phone lines. So whatever it is, let's say you're a small business and you're looking to expand to maybe a medium-sized business or a big business. How does that happen? It's connecting with a new potential audience that you didn't even know was going to consume your product. Are you selling something? Are you a restaurant that wants some pictures out there and to go viral on Instagram? Are you a up-and-coming media company that wants to get some more hits and get one of your clips to go viral? How do you have that happen? Do you understand SEO and all the other things that can affect you as an influencer? Elevation 10,000 wants to work with you. Awesome people, the entire team with the backgrounds from social media to music to sports and more. They'll find what fits your system. Whatever it is, how you build your brand, Elevation 10,000 can help you with it. Don't forget about that apparel. We love rocking Elevation 10,000 gear. We've got so many cool things on the way coming up later this month that we can't wait to share with you when it comes to gear and more. It's Elevation 10,000. Elevate your brand today with Elevation 10,000. We're not done with these Capital Region connections. We were just talking a bunch of sports there. We got another 518 on the way. What did Syracuse basketball's comeback win mean for the program? Siena and Albany, the rivalries renewed next Sunday. But where are these programs heading? Could we maybe even see them heading to March Madness and St. John's, college basket, so many good things on the way from our friend from Sports Illustrated, Kevin Sweeney. He joins us next here on Levac and Gaz on Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. Before you hear from our friend Kevin Sweeney from Sports Illustrated, before you get my play of the day tonight, thanks to Mohawk Chevrolet, I want to tell you my friends over at Lily and David Fine Jewelers, the shops of Wilton. Guys, the holiday season is coming. Whether you want it to come or not, whether you want the stress of shopping or not, it is going to be here sooner than you realize. But you can get it done early. Get her exactly what she wants. How? Sending her to the ladies' night. Ladies' night, the shops of Wilton at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. I've had it happen before. My wife, ladies' night. Here's what she's looking at. Here's what she likes. Here's what she's looking forward to for this holiday season. The wish list is made. And you can have her go off with her sisters, her friends, her cousins, whoever. Having a great night at Ladies' Night at Lillian David Fine Jewelers where you fill out that wish list and get to learn about the jewelry that's in store there at the shops of Wilton. I know from experience, family-owned and operated business, Alyssa, David, Tammy, G, I've worked with all of them. Whether it is that engagement ring that I bought, I got a text from my buddy Darren today who's talking about his wedding bands and how that comes together. Two-for-one wedding band sale or 40% off whatever works better for you and then celebrating that anniversary. Finding that holiday gifted more. You want to work with family-owned and operated businesses, people that have been doing it for a while, and that people you want on your side when you continue to go back and find the things that fit your budget. But it's Ladies' Night tomorrow. Find out more about it at Lily and David Fine Jewelers on Facebook. For more information, send the wife, the girlfriend, the fiance. Hey, I heard it from LeVac and Goss. I got a really cool thing I think you should do tomorrow. Then you get to watch a little football, you know, have a few drinks, go out to your buddies and well, and get in the holiday shopping done easy. It's Lily and David Fine Jewelers when you stop in. Or you hear about Ladies' Night. Tell me you heard about it from right here on Fox Sports 95.9 to 980. All right, Kevin Sweeney, let's talk some hoops. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. If you follow me on social media at Tom Goss, T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z, you know this interview was coming. 
Elevation 10,000 phone lines. Elevate your brain today with Elevation 10,000. We go from Brady Farkas from Shen for another 518 guy. He covers college basketball for Sports Illustrated. Unfortunately, he has to hear this every single time he's on the show. Our former intern, but we're very proud of him. It is Kevin Sweeney joining us. Kevin, we're going to talk national college basketball. We'll get to my Syracuse rant. I want to get your take on CNN and Albany. All of that is important. But what's maybe even more important is you. I said almost viral. The deep dish, 2.30 in the morning pizza binge. For those who don't follow you on social media, take us through what happened to you earlier this week involving some pizza and late-night college basketball. Yeah, so, so we were at the Champions Classic uh, in Chicago, Duke, Michigan State, Kansas, Kentucky, two awesome games, and uh, wrapped up writing at probably 12.30. Um, and my buddy, uh, who also covers college hoops, was like, oh, we're doing a podcast at our Airbnb. Come through. I said, all right, fine, I'll come on. Like, I can't believe I'm staying up this late to record a podcast. Here we are. And I show up, and I go, oh, by the way, deep dish is on the way. Let's roll. And I was like, deep dish at, like, 1 in the morning? Like, this is crazy town. We drove past the Taco Bell on the way. I was surprised that was not the food choice. But it doesn't fit great when, you, when you're eating that at the 1 in the morning. It's not great. You are a New Yorker. You've got the deep dish, the Northwestern background. Are you ready to proclaim that deep dish is greater than New York pizza right now on a Thursday, one week before Thanksgiving? I have an appreciation for deep dish, but it doesn't top New York. New York is still home. That's the correct answer. This conversation will continue. Well done. We've taught you well. It is Kevin Sweeney from Sports Illustrated joining us here on the phone lines. Elevation 10,000, elevate your brand. Today's the Elevation 10,000 phone lines. All right, Kevin, before we get into these New York teams, let's talk just like a wide look at college basketball here in November 2023. For those who are slowly getting back into the college basketball mix, a big one or two national headlines or storylines that you're following the early part of this season that maybe the casual fan should keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I'm watching is is just, you know, next week the Maui Invitational is all-time good. I mean, we are talking three of the top four teams in the AP poll, five of the top 11. Like, if you want your sampler, just turn on ESPN for three days, Monday through Wednesday, you'll get a taste. I mean, we'll have Kansas with Hunter Dickinson, who just had 27 and 21 against Kentucky, We'll have Tennessee, who a lot of people believe is a real national title threat. I'm, I'm among those people. Um, Marquette with Tyler Kolick, their outstanding point guard. Um, so there's been a lot of, lot of talk in college basketball circles, oh, the early season schedule isn't good. Well, if you haven't been watching, now's your chance, because starting early next week, the, the game's really ratchet up. I noticed you left out a team in the Maui Invitational. It's because you wanted me. You wanted me to give the programming note that on Monday, right here on 95, 9 and 980, we will air the Maui Invitational with Syracuse taking on Tennessee. Our coverage will get underway at 1.30 for our pregame show. 2.30 scheduled tip. And again, with the college basketball tournament, just be aware those tips can change and everything else. So let's talk about the Syracuse Orange. And again, if you missed it, I was complaining to Kevin. Kevin was showing that Colgate is been dominating Syracuse in the most recent years, and it needed the Orange, the second greatest comeback in their program's history, to take down the Raiders inside the Dome earlier this week. From a perspective of looking at Syracuse, optimistic, pessimistic, was that win more about what could come, some victories, or that this change involving Coach Bayheim and Coach Autry might feel like a rebuilding year for Syracuse basketball? I, I think the fact that he was able to galvanize that group when they're down 20-plus against a Colgate team that you know, has beaten them two years in a row, a lot of those guys on the team know that or have been through at least one of those losses, right? Like To me, that was a really positive sign. 
And, you know, I, I don't necessarily think of it as a rebuild in the sense of, like, there's no expectations. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think making the NCAA tournament is unrealistic with this group. Like, I think the guard talent that they have with Judah Mintz and J.J. Starling is enough to, to be in the mix. And, and we'll see what happens. Obviously, Maui getting thrown into the deep end. And most years, like, Syracuse can expect to compete in, in Maui. I know they think they have a perfect historical record there. Um, that will likely change just because of the strength of this field. But, you know, I, I think it'll be a great lit, litmus test. Like, let's see how they battle. Let's see how these guards look when they're faced up against the best teams in the country. Uh, and I'm excited for it. I think, I think Red's done a nice job so far. I think seems like the guys are bought in, and that's a, that's a good sign heading into, you know, the, the meat of the schedule. It might be too early to ask this question, but I was thinking about firing this text off to you so I can say to you now over the phone, when that transition happened between Coach Beheim retiring, leaving, resigning. We'll figure out one year what term that actually was of what he did. But shouldn't there have been at least a discussion of Colgate, of that coach potentially taking over for the Orange in-state, the success? I believe the Raiders have gone to five straight NCAA tournaments, taking out the COVID year, so four technically. But he should have been a candidate to potentially take over the Orange program, you would think, with the success he's had recently. The, the fact that Matt Langle is still at Colgate is crazy to me. I mean, he is one of the best coaches in my mind in college basketball. That's not an easy job. They run incredible offense. Obviously, that's the big reason that Jerseys has struggled with them is just how dynamic they are shooting the basketball. Um, you know, he was in the mix a little bit at Temple. Couldn't get as much traction as like a lot of people thought. He's a Philly guy at heart. You know, I think the Syracuse search was just like a lot of these big searches that have happened when Legends Tire, Duke with Coach K to Shire, Carolina with Roy to Hubert. You know, it's, it's been it's been challenging for anyone outside the family to get any traction, um, just because of the lingering influence that the the big the big name former coach has. Um, but certainly, like I, I think the world of Matt Langle, and I, I think he he will get a bigger job sooner rather than later. Coach K, Roy Williams, Jim Beheim, Jay Wright, Tom Izzo still there at Michigan State. I know the Spartans have had a weird start there with a loss and the James Madison thing, but there is another coach I didn't mention yet that has New York ties. And that's Rick Pitino at St. John's. The Johnnies, they got some talent. Kevin Sweeney, could they be a NCAA tournament March Madness qualifying team as soon as that first year for Coach Pitino with the Red Storm? Yeah, I think the optimism in the, the offseason was, was pretty high. Uh, came back down to earth a little bit after they got blown out by Michigan at the Garden in their first uh, real test. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not selling all the stock. I, I think it's going to take time. Like, Rick Pitino's a great coach, but he's not a magician, right? And you have 12 new players. and try to teach them how he wants to play it's going to it's going to be touch and go early on but i think the experience level that they have of older guys who've played high level college basketball like chris ledlam from harvard jordan dingle from penn those guys will help them a lot and i think they have a they have a chance to be you know right in the mid pack of the big east and make the NCAA tournament to me that's that's the barometer for a successful year can st john's get in the dance they've been so you know they've been so down the last several years just getting to the tournament, I think, would be a huge win. I'm not sure that they can do it, but I think they'll be in the mix at least. We're talking college basketball here with Kevin Sweeney. His 518 ties, we're happy to have him. He covers college basketball for Sports Illustrated, and he joins us here on the Elevation 10,000 phone lines. Elevate your brand today with Elevation 10,000. We haven't talked about Siena and Albany. These teams can together for the first question. The fact that the Albany Cup is back next Sunday, we will see these two schools face off. With your background here in the Capital Region, what does it mean locally to see this rivalry renewed again between Siena and Albany? Well, I'll, I'll be there. Home for Thanksgiving. Hey, and I get to all right. And see some ball. Um, 
but I mean, look, it, it's great. I mean, I grew up around it. I think, yes, there's, there's always politicking with all these rivalries. You see, it's obviously not unique to, to this area with, you know, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State now bickering and obviously the history with Texas and Texas A&M and things like that. Um, so, so playing games when schools are close by is always much harder than it seems like it should be. Um, but I just think for fans of college basketball in the area, those games were special to me. So uh, I'm certainly glad to see it back. We'll start with the Great Danes and their program. Everything that's changed, whether it's players coming in and coming out and the COVID hiring and post-Will Brown, it still seems now a few years removed from the hiring of a new coach for the Great Danes that it just hasn't felt like what it was with Will Brown and the inconsistency. Of the tra- It's really tough to figure out how success is coming for this Great Dane program because of all the constant change coming in and out of that program. Yeah, I mean, it, I think... Dwayne Kelly's walked into a, a difficult situation given, you know, Will Brown certainly had his supporters in this area. And I think when you're, when you're the only guy who's really done it at a place like Will was, I think it was more challenging than people would have probably realized. And, you know, I think Killings are, has earned some of the criticism in the first two years. I think they're pretty talented on paper this year. Now, you know, they're, they're going to have to continue to improve. They've gotten handled by a pair of, you know, bigger programs than UMass and, and Seton Hall who have, with good talent, but you know, I, I think this is the year where you're, you're, these are his players. This is you know Beagle back as a sophomore. Some of the transfers that they brought in. This is where you have to start showing progress, and obviously, it's a good time to do it with the new arena as well. I've talked about Michael Ely for Siena being like no other athlete we may have ever seen in the Capital Region before. And what I mean by that is that Michael Ely's been no doubt affected by NIL. We've got the Saints march on. We saw Jalen Pickett in the past transfer, go to Penn State, move on to a professional career. So there is this clear focus at Siena of, we've got a really good player. How do we keep him here? And then he gets hurt, and Siena's looked pretty poor the first two games. Kevin, I'm like battling here. Like, is Ely that important of a player? Does Siena still have some offensive things they need to fix? This is another one, just like you, Albany, that's tough to figure out. But we know Ely's good, but he can't be this good to throw off the Saints this much early in the season. I mean, I think it's the combination of Ely being injured, Sean Dury Gordon's waiver getting denied. He was another key part of their team on paper, and then just how young they are, right? Like, if, if like Michael Ely being your best player is one thing, it's another thing when like him not being out there means you're throwing freshmen into the fire. I mean, I, I, I was texting with a friend in college basketball, and he said, "Yeah, Carm's Carm's running a daycare out of there right now." I mean, it, it is very, very young, and, and I think talented enough, right? I think. There are some really nice young pieces on the team, but when you lose your best player, all of a sudden things get shaky. So obviously hope he's back sooner rather than later for the Saints. I think, you know, Karm has shown the ability to kind of mix things up as years go on and, and find a way after slow starts. You know, in 21-22, they were like 0-4 and getting blown out every night and turned out to come in third in the league. So, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be raising too many alarm bells early, but obviously they need Ely back, who I think could be right there for Mac Player of the Year. He is Sports Illustrated's Kevin Sweeney. He will be in the Capital Region next week, so get the alerts on your phone. Stalk him if you want. See, I'm going in opposite directions. You're coming to Albany. I'm going to Syracuse, but there could be some potential overlay here on a Sunday. LeVac and I are at Rivers from 11 to 1. Maybe potentially we see you at the sports book. Who knows? The invite is open. If if you somehow in your very busy schedule, that's where we hope to see you on Sunday, next Sunday, Kevin Sweeney. All right. 
I, I always love a trip to the casino, so maybe, maybe we'll make it happen. Thank you for doing this, man. We appreciate it as always. We are so proud of you. We always want to say that because you're killing it and representing the 518. We will talk in soon and have a happy Thanksgiving. Hope we bump into each other next week. Thank you, sir. Happy Thanksgiving. There he goes, our pal Kevin Sweeney from Sports Illustrated. If you missed any of that interview, make sure to go back. If you missed any of today's show, go back. Apple, Spotify, download it. Put on those automatic downloads in the top right corner. Or if you're listening on the iHeart app, it's right there. Just click on Levac and Oz. You can set your automatic downloads as well on the iHeart app. It is time for the play of the day. Thanks to our friends at Mohawk Chevrolet. Mohawk Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please you. So, Ravens-Bengals tonight. Let's focus in on the Thursday night football game. We've had such a packed show today. We haven't dove deep into Week 11 action. Maybe how we should. Now, when we talk about the play of the day, usually LeVac and I will right out of the gate say, this is what we like, whether it's fantasy football base, whether it's an over-under, whatever it is, we try to find it. This is one of these nights where I advise right now, in-game play. This is an in-game play tonight. If you have apps... I'm not going to tell you which app to use because you might find a number differently throughout the game. But for me, this is an in-game play. And here's how I play tonight's Ravens-Bengals game. So, if you missed it for whatever reason over the last eight years, I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. Even though he torched my beloved Syracuse Orange, and I was there at that game watching him leap over defenders, I think Lamar Jackson's awesome. And at times, still underrated when it comes to the national media because it's so easy to say he can't throw. We all know that's not true at this point. However... Here's how I see this game play out. Baltimore's been so good this season. Baltimore should have won last week. Baltimore had the lead, but couldn't hold on against Cleveland because of a late second-half interception, and Cleveland ends up pulling that thing off. Can't that same thing happen tonight if you're playing in-game? Like, the hook is on the side of the Bengals. Ravens currently slated to win. Ravens, three-and-a-half-point favorite. What do you do with that hook? Here's how I see this game going. Ravens get a big lead. 10-0. 13-3, double-digit lead. Bengals maybe try to get frustrated and try to force some throws out there. I'm just, I'm benching Joe Mixon, which could come back to bite me because I'm in so many tight fantasy football leagues. But with other options on my fantasy leagues, if you're not that deep at running back, you just can't put Mixon on the bench. I'm lucky I can. I don't think he's going to have a big game against Baltimore's defense. But what happens is this. Baltimore gets a lead in the second half. Joe Burrow gets to air it out a little bit. And the strength of the Bengal offense is letting Joe Burrow do his thing. If it was up to Zach Taylor, he is one of these coaches like Sean McVay, like Andy Reid, that would throw the ball every single time. He doesn't want to run the ball. Why would I? I have Patrick Mahomes. Why would I want to do that? Matthew Stafford with McVay when he was healthy. Why would I want to run the ball? I don't even want to run him back on my team. McVay made it pretty obvious. Zach Taylor is the same way. Remember, it's not too long ago when Higgins is healthy and Chase is healthy and Boyd is healthy. That's the best wide receiving core in the NFL. And I've got a number one pick, a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback who's a franchise changer in Joe Burrow. Of course, I don't want to run the football with Joe Mixon. That happens in the second half. So I would play this in-game, potentially even Bengals money line in-game, depending on if it's a smaller than a double-digit lead for Baltimore. So right now, if you force me, Before 5 o'clock to pick a number, I would take the Bengals just with the hook. But the better value, somewhere closer in Andy Sternley in her life, the better value for you could be a plus money play in the second quarter, early in the third. If the Bengals are trailing, you find that 3.5 number, move the line a little bit, and get back on it in the middle of the game. So that's my play tonight. Mix in if you've got deep running backs. He goes to your bench. Hope it don't cost you a fantasy football playoff spot. And then in-game, Bengals against Ravens tonight.
Tomorrow, some of our favorites. We've got fantasy versus reality at 420. We've got a college football preview for the weekend and more. That's a Friday show on our guy, Levesque. We'll be back in studio. The GT Toys Studio, Toys with a Z. He'll be back here with all the Arena Football League action, news, and more from his day in the Big Apple. That's all coming up tomorrow. But before we get out, we got to tell you about our friends over at Mohawk Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please you. I didn't see Scar Joe, Levesque's beautiful truck out in the iHeart Media parking lot today, but it will be back tomorrow. If you're looking for a new vehicle this holiday season, Mohawk Chevrolet, we were just there earlier this week. Love seeing everybody there. There's such a great staff of people. An incredible venue. I'm going to call it a venue. You know, you just go car dealership. It is a venue when you stop at a Mohawk Chevrolet for all the things they can offer to you. If you have a certain style of vehicle that you've wanted or people in your family have continued to buy year after year, make sure if that style fits what Mohawk Chevrolet has given you that you recommend them. Find the vehicle you're looking for. 2024s are there. Let's drive. Let's build that future together at Mohawk Chevrolet. Love the Mohawk family, but Mohawk Chevrolet always bring us to the play of the day, and we appreciate them doing that. All right. Until tomorrow, a Friday show coming up. Great things on the way. Enjoy Cavino and Rich. They're on the way next. Until then, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. LeVac and Gaz here at Fox Sports 95.9 and 980.